Hey, what's up? <laughs> uh, no video. I'm on. Here we go. Hey, we're so glad you guys are here today. And uh, man, there's something about God's presence, isn't there? Just being in God's presence. And uh, last Sunday, Pastor Randy not just led us in the morning, but his team led us at night in an incredible night of worship. And even this morning, there is just a sense of what a gift it is that we have Pastor Randy, a team like this, that leads us. So let's just give them a, a round of applause. And You know, I know his heart is that we celebrate God's presence, and that's what Christmas is all about, right? It's this reality of a God who says, I, I am Emmanuel, God with us, the greatest present. And uh, whether you're online with us or in person, you know, uh, we're in a day and age where you get used to like sending emojis to people. And, uh, you know, we have the high 10. Do you know what that is? I, I view that as praise hands. So can, can we just do this for a minute? Like, oh, look, there we go. Okay, if you're online, drop it in the comments. Let the host see that you know what I'm talking about. Because we have a lot to, to high 10 about and raise our hands about and give God glory for it. Uh, we're in a series called There Is More, and last week we started by looking at Mary and the fact that she said, let it be to me. She's, the, the more in her life began when she got out of the way and said, God, let it be to me. Have your way. Do your thing. I want to be obedient. Today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 1, and we're going to look at the story of Joseph, and we're going to look at this idea of new beginnings. I, I, I don't know about you, but heading into 2021, it would be nice to have some new beginnings, right? It would be nice to move past some of the things that, that we didn't expect that came at us in weird ways in 2020. And, and so new beginnings are what we're looking at today. And I got to tell you, uh, my family uh, has really over the last four months or so, five months, said, God, let it be to me. God, we're going to follow you. And he has been orchestrating a new beginning. And I want to just give God a little glory today. Uh, this last week, I had the opportunity to move from age 14 to 41, which I am, by getting my braces off. Okay? All right? New beginnings. I also had an opportunity to pick up a third car that we bought that's our, our used car that, you know, allows my daughter now to be able to drive. She got a job yesterday. And, and so we had that this week. Yeah. little high 10 action, right? And uh, then the third thing that happened was we closed on our home here in Vero on Friday. And so we're official. We are Vero approved. Uh, you may not approve, but uh, the financing got approved. And so we're so excited. And God has been orchestrating these new beginnings. But you know what I'm so, even beyond all of that, just celebrating today, uh, the fact that this coming Tuesday, my wife Cindy and I celebrate 19 years and uh, love you, honey, and uh, what a ride it has been, and I can remember thinking back to that day, December 15th of 2001, and just the anticipation, the excitement. I want to show you a couple pictures. This is uh, me in this picture getting ready for the wedding, and uh, that is my nephew there. I'm helping him with his bow tie, one of the few times I've been in a bow tie in my life. And uh, it, it, just this anticipation, this excitement of what that day meant, you know. This next picture is one of uh, 
My wife Cindy there on the left, she's an identical twin. You'll have a chance probably to meet her at some point when her twin comes and visits. And, uh, you know, just them behind the scenes getting ready. And then here's this moment right after the ceremony. We're coming down the, the aisle, you know. People are just about to stand and cheer. And, and we are so excited about this new beginning together. Can I get an amen? amen. I mean, you can just see the joy. Now, let me back up for a minute, though, to this, the second photo there of Cindy. Uh, what I didn't point out to you the first time we looked at this is on the right, her twin is actually with child. She's expecting. Now, I got to tell you, that day would have gone a little different if in that moment I found out that Cindy was expecting. Okay? Y- y'all didn't know the Bible had something to say about real life, did you? I want you to think about, like, what would that have been like? How would that have changed the moment in such a significant way? Because Joseph was betrothed, engaged to be married to Mary. And when we enter into his story today, that's the wake-up call that he got. Is the new beginning you thought was about to happen is going to look very different, Joseph. But I'm behind it. My will is in it. And when God is in it and we respond obediently, by faith, amazing things begin to happen. Let's pick up in verse 18 of Matthew chapter 1. And by the way, Cindy was not pregnant. (laughs) Just to be clear, if you're new, welcome. I'll just leave it at that. You you can decide later what you think. Verse 18 of God's word. says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be child, be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. So Joseph is anticipating this marriage, this opportunity that's in front of him, a new beginning. And he finds out that that Mary, in fact, was with child. And I just want to start here by saying that new beginnings are often birthed out of messy situations. Just let that sit there for a minute and think about your life. Think about what's happening with Joseph in this story. You know, Joseph is in a messy moment, a moment that he doesn't have all the answers for yet. He's probably very disappointed, you know, maybe even a little hopeless because what does this mean? I thought we were going to have this life together and and here this has happened. I don't know about you, but uh, there's been some moments that have been messy in 2020. (laughs) Amen. There have been some things that have happened here at Pathway maybe, maybe out in the community, maybe in your own family. Maybe because of the pandemic. It's been a messy year. A difficult year. But, but here's what we're going to see. Is it's actually in those places of messiness and difficulty that our God does some of his best work. That, that our God actually enters into the messiness. Enters into the chaos. Enters into the difficulties that we're surrounded by or feeling. 
And he says, I'm not done. I'm doing a new thing. I want to give you a new beginning. And as this is unfolding for Joseph, I mean, you can just imagine what this is like. Put yourself in Joe's shoes for a minute. Can I call him Joe? Okay. He's an average Joe. He's a carpenter. He's a young man. He's economically disadvantaged. He's poor. We know this about Joseph. Probably looking forward to, and you put him, he's looking forward to this new beginning. Just put yourself in his shoes for a minute, what that would have felt like. And it says that he decided to do the right thing. Did you catch it? That, that in fact, Joseph, when faced with the difficulty, when faced with the chaos, didn't try to take things into his own hands. His immediate thought was, we learn in the text, was to do the right thing. To actually, uh, it says, put a Mary away quietly. You see, you have to understand, in that day and age, he, by Jewish law, had the opportunity to make a public spectacle of Mary. He could have made this into a big deal. We got any drama kings or queens in the room or online? You know who you are. You already tweeted something this morning, didn't you? I mean, sometimes we can have a nose for drama. And and Joseph, though, is doing the right thing. He's not getting caught up in causing drama or making a spectacle. By Jewish law, a betrothed person, he could have divorced her and even publicly had her stoned in front of other people because the perception was she had cheated on him. But Joseph chose to do the next right thing. And this is so much of how new beginnings are orchestrated is when we resolve and commit within ourselves that even in the chaos, we're going to trust God. We're not going to take control. We're not going to try to get vengeance. We're not going to try to get retribution. We're going to do the next right thing. Can you say it with me? The next right thing. You see, he had some options, but it didn't mean that he needed to exercise or take them. Let me share with you this Scripture from 1 Corinthians 10, 23 and 24. It says, all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. But not all things are lawful, but not all things build up. Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. See, what this is saying to us is just because you can doesn't mean you should. New beginnings often are held up because we do what we want to do because we do what we think we can do instead of doing what we should do or what God's asking us to do. Got really quiet in here. See, Joseph could have, but he didn't. He wanted to do it the right way and he wanted to love Mary well. That verse that I read says, let no one seek his own good but the good of his neighbor. One of the things that I believe is on God's heart is that we would be that kind of people here at Pathway that would allow new beginnings to happen and maybe wouldn't do what we can do or maybe what's permissible, but would do his perfect will. There's a difference. There's what's permitted in what God is actually authoring. And within that, if we begin to love each other really well, love is contagious. Did you know that? That if we actually 
as he did for Mary, did what was best for her and loved her well, even though he was disappointed, that was a new beginning that was unfolding. And little did he know what was going to happen next. Let me show you verse 20 and 21 here. Because as one thing ends, with God there's always another chapter being written. There's always another thing coming. There's always more with our God. Verse 20, But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. You see, not only are new beginnings often birthed out of messy situations, they unfold as God's will is made known. New beginnings unfold as God's will is made known. What he was hearing from this angel was God's will, what God was authoring, what God was doing. I don't know about you, but some of my worst mistakes in life have been when I follow my will, not God's will. Anybody else? Y'all still here? Okay. All right. You're like, man, we're getting into it today. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to look at how do we hear from God's word and how do we apply it. Because when God's will is made known, it changes things. It's no longer about my ideas or my strategy or my plan. It's about what he wants. The angel says to him, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You can imagine that there there was some fear, not just of the physical consequences. What is this going to mean? We're not ready to take care of a child. You know, in the betrothal period, he was getting the home ready to bring her home and establish the family. A lot of time that would take about a year in Jewish culture. And so here's a moment where he's just trying to handle that, and now now there's a child, and I I don't know how we're going to provide. I don't know how we're going to do this. The angel's saying, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the public humiliation. Don't be afraid of the weird looks. Don't be afraid of the people that are gossiping and the rumors that are floating around town because you're doing what God has authored. Can you picture what do not... Fear means. Same thing happened in Mary's life, right? The angel showed up. And I just wonder how many of us want more and want a new beginning and want to follow God, but God's saying the same thing to us. Do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. Follow me. Hear my voice. I'm so excited that in January, we're going to, as a church, fast for 21 days to start the new year. (laughs) that'll get a better reaction someday. (laughs) It will. Might be a year from now, (laughs) but it'll go better next time. For the last decade or so, we've started every year in the ministries I've been blessed to be a part of and and have led with this 21-day fast. We're going to start it on the 11th, and I'm putting that in front of you now so you can begin to pray about, God, what does that look like? For some of you, that may be God saying, hey, I want you to take all 21 days and, and you're, you're going to fast from food. For others of you, it might be a Daniel fast. 
It might be that you fast and, and you're only eating fruits and veggies and kind of what Daniel did in the book of Daniel during his fast. For others of you, it might be just a meal a day. It might be a particular thing. Maybe it's social media or caffeine or uh, chocolate. Whoa, right? <laughs> Don't be afraid. But this 21-day fast is an opportunity for us to hear from the Lord, to seek his will, to ask the question, God, what do you have for us? What do you, what do you have for me, my family, my neighborhood, my community, my church? It's going to be an exciting time because we don't need to come up with our plans. We need to know what his is. Amen? So Isaiah 30, 21 is one of my prayers during this season. This is what was happening for Joseph. It said, you know, that he had heard from the angel. He was hearing God's voice. And the Holy Spirit has a way. It was mentioned, the Holy Spirit was mentioned twice in that passage in, in relation to what was happening in Joseph's life. And the Holy Spirit, I believe, still speaks through his word and through worship and through prayer and fasting. So Isaiah 30, 21 says this, And your ears shall hear a word behind you, saying, This is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. I mean, can you imagine if you were able to hear God's voice saying, This is the direction, this is where I want to take you? That's what was happening for Joseph. I read a story recently in, in uh, an old story from Guidepost. It's a Christian publication. There was a young waitress that had left work. She had a bag full of food with her, uh, had some chicken in there, and she's trying to get home, and she knew she was being followed by some strange men, some, some men that she wasn't sure their intent or, or what they were going to do. And, and so she's kind of afraid, and she's a believer, and she's trying to get home. And in the middle of trying to get home, she hears this voice say, eat more chicken, or eat the chicken. Okay, I guess I just fell into the Chick-fil-A's advertising if you <laughs> didn't catch what happened right there, all right? But the voice said, eat the chicken. And so she opens up the bag and begins, like, while trying to get home and get away to eat the chicken. And amazingly enough, according to this publication, some dogs that were nearby came and followed her with the chicken. Those dogs served as protection and as a deterrent to whoever was following and to their intent. Just sometimes hearing the voice of the Lord makes a difference. Pathway, I told you a couple weeks ago, we'd be, as we, sur as we surveyed you, that I'd be sharing some of the results. And I just want to encourage you today, you are a praying church. Here's what your survey said a couple of weeks ago. 360 of you filled out the question on prayer. 83% of you pray daily. 14% two to three times per week. And 2% once per week. What does that mean? That 97% of this church is praying a few times a week. Come on. Praise God for that. And 1%, we'll, we'll invite you in today, okay? We can get that to 100 real fast, amen? And, and here's the thing, you're praying, and what we want to do in this new year is learn how to pray together, learn how to pray in agreement, learn how to pray in ways that aren't just you hearing the voice of God, but are us hearing the voice of God. And so that's why this fast is such an exciting time. 
That's why some of the things we'll be doing on Wednesday evenings that'll kick off with divine night of worship will give us opportunities to pray together and to see how God is moving. You've been doing it individually. Now it's time to do it together. Amen? The second thing I wanted to show you with this idea of together is, in addition, the reality of our discipleship walk, of community, of life groups, is what we've called them around here. And so we asked the question in the survey, uh, you know, how many of you have been involved in life groups in the past year? Survey says... (laughs) 351 of you responded, 19% have been involved in them weekly in 2020, 3% three times a month, 3% two times a month, 3% once a month. That is not a typo, okay? So 9% of a little bit of involvement, 6% less than once a month. Now, when you look at the bottom, that means 66% or two-thirds of us have not been involved at all. (sighs) Is the new pastor shaming us? Honey, I thought he was full of grace and love. And, and he is, but he's going to share truth with you at times too. I'm not shaming you. Because actually, do you know, we, we took comments and we were so blessed by all of the comments that we received. Do you know what dominated the comments in regards to involvement with life groups? COVID. COVID was the primary reason that people said they weren't as involved or involved at all in 2020. Now, is COVID gone? No, we're still praying, right? Still praying. COVID is not left, and we're not going to act like it has. But what we are going to do is look for creative ways to get discipleship and life groups and community moving in the new year. That, that we believe God will orchestrate new beginnings, not just for you, but in community. And so I want to, to let you know it's coming. So start praying about what would that look like? Whether it's online w- through digital options or in person. We'll have protocols in place and ways of keeping it safe. But y'all, we got to dig in so those numbers go up and in the right direction in this next year. Amen. And I'm excited to see where that takes us and what happens. Because new beginnings aren't just birthed for us, but they're birthed through the community around us. Now as it goes on here, in verse 21, we we read, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. This is actually quoting out of Isaiah 7.14. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. So new beginnings, what we see here, centered on Christ, continue God's redemptive story. You see, Emmanuel, God with us, points us to the reality of Jesus who came and dwelt among us. That Jesus actually is our redeemer. It says that he saves How many of you needed a little bit of saving this past week, if you're honest? Okay, maybe maybe it wasn't that first time coming into relationship with Jesus, but it was that moment where you're like, yeah, I need a little bit more of God and his grace in this moment. You see, our God saves, and when we center our lives on Christ, his redemptive story, his 
next chapter, his next new beginning unfolds. You you see, we picked up today in verse 18, but if I was to read to you the first 17 verses of Matthew chapter 1, you'd be like, really, pastor? What are you doing? It's a genealogy. It's a family tree from the beginning to Jesus, the Son of God. And within that family tree are some interesting things. There there are some things in God's redemptive story that sometimes we miss or may have forgotten about. There's things in there like the names Tamar and Rahab and Ruth and Bathsheba. There's these women mentioned that often in a Jewish uh, genealogy would have been only male. So immediately the, the listener... The reader in that day and age would have heard female names and would have paid attention. What they would have heard within there was a couple of other nations, Gentiles, not Jews, mentioned. God is a God for all people, amen? They also would have recognized that a couple of the stories, Tamar, Rahab, Bathsheba, had sexual immorality surrounding them, and those involved with them. This is Jesus' family tree. (laughs) Anybody else have a little dysfunction in their family? (laughs) If you don't, then the rest of the family actually might think it's you. (laughs) Some of our families put the real fun in dysfunction, right? Jesus' family tree was incredibly dysfunctional and real, yet through it all there is a redemptive thread of a God who says it doesn't matter where you've been, it doesn't matter what you've done, if you'll let me write your next chapter, I can author a new beginning. There is so much that that Jesus can do. In fact, as you think about it, the shadow of the cross was over the manger right from the beginning. That in fact, Jesus came in order to grow up as the perfect, sinless Son of God that would die for our sins on a cross from cradle to the grave and to his resurrection. He had a purpose. And his purpose unleashes ours. His ability to redeem and restore and to save and to heal. He can touch our lives and the life of those around us. Amen? And the key is the cross. 1 Corinthians 1.18 For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing. Folly to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. To the world, it looks like a king who lost. To us, we know it's a king who won. The final victory over sin and death and suffering. I just want to make sure we don't miss that new beginnings begin at the foot of the cross. That the same place that that all the way through his family tree was leading to that moment of the cross is the same place that that we can expect. God will say, hey, I I see you. I love you. I have more for you. I want to lead you forward. Will you lay it down at the foot of the cross? 
Will you trust me by faith? Will you pick it up? Will you follow me? You see, in verse 24 and 25, we see Joseph's response. And this is the question for us today is how are we going to respond? How are we going to respond to this incredible story that God has not yet done writing? Amen? He's still orchestrating redemption and restoration. He wants it for you, your family, your neighbors, our church, our community. So notice how Joseph's response here in verse 24. It says, When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but he knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. He obeyed by faith. You see, new beginnings are initiated by God, and they're activated by our obedience. Something we don't talk about often enough. It's an old hymn that has a verse in it, Trust and obey, for there is no other way. Joseph was learning to trust God and to obey. And there are new beginnings that I believe God wants to orchestrate in our lives as we trust him and obey by faith, as we follow him. Joseph was a just man because of what God was doing. He could have taken it in his own hands, but he didn't do that. We have another glimpse of Joseph's obedience a little bit later. How many of you know when you obey once, it's easier to obey the second time? Like, that's part of how our faith grows. Like, we, we follow God, we take a step. Hey, I'm still here, and it worked out. So then we take another step. So a few verses later in Matthew chapter 2, we see another moment where, where God shows up and says, Joseph, I need you to follow me. It was to protect baby Jesus. Verse 13 and 15 of Matthew chapter 2. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt. And he remained there until the death of Herod this was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Out of Egypt, I called my son. Joseph followed by faith, and the new beginning continued to unfold. In Hebrews chapter 11, it's known as the Hall of Fame of Faith. It has all of these stories. In fact, within Hebrews 11, there's 17 times that it says, by faith. Can you say it with me? By faith. That, that in fact, there's all of these moments. Joseph had his, the chances are you're going to have yours soon. Where God says, here's my will, will you by faith follow me? Let me just read to you a little bit out of Hebrews 11 so you can see this. It says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the condition of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their com commendation. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Goes on to say, by faith, they followed, by faith. Some of them saw what they were hoping for, others did not, but by faith. Say it again with me, by faith. See, we can want a new beginning, 
But sometimes we don't want the context for that new beginning. None of us would say we want messes or we want difficulties. But if we look for God in the middle of them, if we begin to hear his voice and his will and we follow by faith, new beginnings unfold. And I believe we are sitting or standing on the edge of one right now. That God has so much more that he wants to do. How do I know? He hasn't returned yet. And until his return, that means there are more people to be loved on and discipled and to grow to be more like Jesus. Amen? There's a story I was reminded of recently of a prayer meeting held at a church. And the pastor was out kind of walking around. He was out among the people. And, and it was a rural area. They had been in a drought. And, and they were coming together to pray, to say, God, we, we need something. It's been a drought. It's been dry. Like, we need rain. We need you to do something. And as the pastor was kind of walking through and up to the podium, he noticed something in the front row. He noticed a little girl who had brought something with her. She had actually brought an umbrella. And what struck him in that moment was this little girl sitting in the front row with her umbrella had demonstrated by faith what she believed. That actually she had come in an expectation and anticipation that if we're praying for rain, our God is good and able and I better get ready for it. Right? I better get ready for it. I was sent a video a couple weeks ago. One of our Pathway kids. So beautiful. We had put invites out on the seats and we had said, hey, by faith, pray over who can you invite. This video showed this little girl picking up invites, taking them door to door in her neighborhood. Door to door in her neighborhood. She had found her umbrella. By faith, she was believing. And I just wonder how many of us adults need to pick up ours today. Need to say that, yeah, I know God is able. I know it's possible. And I need to start moving again. I need to start following him by faith. I've been sitting back, I've been consuming, I've been around, I've been waiting. And I just want to tell you the moment's coming. I believe the Holy Spirit is going to give birth to some new movement around here, amen? And by faith, I'm asking, will you find your umbrella? Will you follow? Will you obey? Will you not obey necessarily what you want to do, but what God has? I love this next slide I want to show you. By faith, and you put your name in that blank. By faith, Brian obeyed. By faith, Cindy, my wife, obeyed. By faith, insert your name, and you will have a new beginning and a 2021 that you will never forget. And we'll be high ten and all over the place giving God the glory. Amen? So two questions for you to close with these next step questions. The first is, how are you seeking God's, in the, God's will in the middle of your own messes? How are you seeking him? How can we help you? 
Don't allow them to defeat you or discourage you. But, but look to God in the middle of it. Find out His will. When desperate people turn to God in desperation, that kind of dependency births new beginnings. Secondly, how do you need to obey God by faith for a new beginning to unfold? You may not know the answer to that yet, but some of you already know. You already know what God has been showing and revealing. And I just want to encourage you and pray for you today to follow by faith. You see, anything we've been holding on to, anything we've been hung up on in 2020, or maybe it's gone back even further than that, anything that we've wondered about, Jesus has the answer. And the cross is able. I want to go back to 1 Corinthians 1.18 to close. As I was in here praying this morning, I just felt strongly that we needed to look to the cross. That in fact, the word of the cross may be folly, it says, to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. And y'all, you need to know this. I'm not here to play church. I've been around church my whole life. I've been around religion my whole life. I am about a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. That I believe when you enter into that relationship, the power of God changes and transforms us. And we're a little bit closer, hopefully, this year than we were last year to him. And then the next year, because we're following by faith, we're a little bit closer than we were last year. The power of God is meant to change and transform us. And church, I believe he wants to light a fire here with his power. So I want to pray us into responding. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that's your starting point today. Look to the cross. Look to the one who says, you are welcome, come to me. Bible says in Romans 10, 9, if we confess with our mouth and we believe with our heart, we will be saved. You don't have to clean yourself up to come to Jesus today. Whether you're online or here in person, we want to invite you to come to Jesus and to experience his power, to enter into that saving relationship. For others of you, you have things you've been carrying all year and it's time to lay it down at the foot of the cross. It's time to let go. It's time to invite the power of God into the middle of it. I believe he is here and he is moving And as we follow by faith, we're going to be getting ready for some rain to come. Some rain. So Father, we love you and we praise you. We thank you, Jesus, that you orchestrate new beginnings. And that as we follow you by faith, we get to experience the next redemptive chapter. God, I invite you today to continue to write our story. We want to look to the cross right now, and Jesus, as we look, we realize that you're ready to take it all. Our messiness, the difficulties, the chaos. Holy Spirit, rush in. As we look to you, rush in, and may your presence be here to meet us. I pray just for waves of refreshing to come by your Holy Spirit. 
and that we would, by faith, allow you to orchestrate your will and to build our lives. God, we thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, everyone said, let's stand and worship together. The altars are open. If you need prayer, please come forward. We'd love to pray with you.
to trust what that you're good and you're time sing it to him it's my my spirit strong in me my flesh may fail but my God you know and let's pray father you are able you are able we just affirm Jesus that you are so present honored and humbled by that reality that as you call us forward to follow you you're with us we have nothing to fear your spirit empowers us and enables us father we just thank you for who you are for what it means that not only do we believe in you but we get to follow you and do life with you So, Father, be with us this week as we love you and love all people in our pathway. We just ask that new beginnings would happen all around us. The abundant life of following you and the adventure would begin to unfold as we say yes to you by faith. Father, we celebrate anybody that made a decision for you today. And we rejoice because we know all of heaven is rejoicing as well. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God for what he is doing in our midst. If you did make a decision today, we want to encourage you, if you're here in person, to come see us at the Welcome Center. Let us know how we can pray for you. If you're a visitor, if you come there, we have a gift for you. And uh, if you're online, let our hosts know as well. Giving, looks like everybody's headed out. So giving by the doors and online, Christmas offering, giving for missional living. We want to encourage you to give generously to our Christmas offering this month. God bless. Go now and be the church. Have a great week.